1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: She once fell off a ski lift. He was called in for questioning. They are Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio.
3: Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, the morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up in just moments, our NFL celebrity game picker, our celebrity NFL game picker, I should say. Celebrities have been picking games for us all season long. Uh, today, a surprise. Multi-platinum and Grammy-nominated recording artist. We'll tell you who he is in just a few moments.
4: Ooh, exciting. I know. Very, very cool. And football fan, I believe.
3: Massive, massive football fan, of course. Uh, Last night, though, even if our mystery guest was a football fan, probably didn't love what he saw from that Chiefs-Broncos game. I mean, Proloff thought it was a master class by the Chiefs and sort of grinding out a win. I think the rest of us looked at it and said all right, the Broncos defense actually showed up, but the Chiefs offense just doesn't look the same. You think it's by design. I think the rest of us feel like, no, it was lack of execution in the red zone. And when they play stiffer competition, what's it going to look like?
4: What do you mean lack of execution in the red zone?
3: One for five in the red zone.
4: I guess so. But the old Chiefs, the Chiefs that we know, they were never in the red zone because they were scoring touchdowns from every part of the field. This is a new Chiefs that's handing the ball off all the time. I think people are panicking over nothing with the Chiefs offense.
3: I don't think it's a panic. It's definitely not a panic. It's uh,
4: I've seen a little panic on social media being like, oh, look, now they missed Tyreek Hill.
3: No, I, no, I don't think so. Because by the end of the season, if we know the Chiefs, it's going to look like a well-oiled machine. This is just early kind of figuring out a little bit of a identity. I don't know.
4: I, I don't know. When your quarterback goes 30 for 40 for 306 yards, that's not well-oiled. That's... Seventy-five percent of your passes are complete. You have 22 first downs. Isaiah Pacheco kind of runs a will. I
3: know, but that's they all 19 feels well. Yeah, I know, <laughs>
4: but they were never. There was never a point where the Broncos were even close. They were sixteen nothing with five minutes left in the game. That's a sixteen point anyway. Whatever. Let's get
3: to it. Our celebrity picker is here to pick some NFL games for us. Perloff, would you like okay. to introduce him?
4: So. I met this person through our friend, Case Keenum, and you know anybody who comes through Case Keenum is a quality person. Uh, he happens to be a multi-platinum, uh, how do you... Word Recording that? artist? Recording artist. Grammy-nominated, founding member of the band Need to Breathe, and now has a solo career. Please welcome to the show, Bo Reinhardt. Bo, how you doing?
5: I'm doing good, man. How are you?
4: Good. So, I was telling Maggie, we watched the draft together in some bizarre way during... <laughs> the pandemic is that that's right right
5: yeah that it was a very very odd uh draft yeah the whole thing um goodell was in his
4: basement and we were and i remember you were walking around your house and case keenan was on there that was a lot of fun who's your football team i know you're from south carolina
5: yeah um it was probably about 16 years ago when i first got into fantasy football uh, with a band you know we're on the road we we started our, our first team and uh I didn't really have a team everybody's like who's your team so I I was just like I'm an underdog guy uh, I wrote a song called the outsiders and so that's kind of my mo and so I was looking for the worst team in the NFL and that was kind of notoriously going to be the Browns
3: <laughs> oh, uh, oh, no. I, oh I, you did not
5: so yeah and and so it was you know I kept thinking each year, you know, it's going to be, you know, next year. Wow. <laughs> you, know?
3: you are a Browns um, then, fan.
5: Yeah, and then uh, you know, I I saw the turnaround and I kind of predicted a, a 2020 Super Bowl um <laughs> a, appearance uh like I don't know, 6 or 7 years ago and it was looking pretty good for a while with with uh, Baker and just just came up short against the Chiefs but um yeah no, wait. So you, know, you still,
4: you know, PJ Walker is likely going to star for them this weekend. I, I hope you're not still on that bandwagon.
5: I, you know, we'll get there. I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I went to Clemson too, so I'm a Sean Watson, you know, follower and fan, and I've, and I've enjoyed watching his career. And obviously, he's got some some stuff he's got to work out. But um, you know, the shoulder thing's weird. I don't know what's going on with the shoulder. Um.
3: You and the rest of us, Bo. Bo Reinhardt is joining us. He is the multi-platinum recording artist. He's Grammy-nominated. He's now embarked on this solo career, which is so cool. We want to talk to you about that. But if you are a Clemson fan, Bo, I mean, scale of 1 to 10, how frustrated are you with Dabo Sweeney right now? Famously will not go into the transfer portal. I feel like the Clemson faithful are getting a little restless with the coach.
5: Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I'm a huge – I love Dabo. Um, and and what he's done for the program, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, if if things are just getting, the tides are just going to completely shift, or if if you know, old faithful is going to be the thing that wins out. You know, I, I don't know.
4: Well, um, it's weird to me that everyone expects Clemson to win national titles. I'm not sure what year you went there, Bo, but Clemson was not a perennial contender before Dabo got there were, in any way we at were all.
5: Clemson-ing. Yeah, we're with the Clemsoning yeah. uh was mean for us. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Oh boy. Uh and so Browns fan, Clemson fan, when you are, you know, when you and you wrote a song called The Outsider, when you're on tour and you're writing music, like how much football and sports do you use as a sort of a release from your art?
5: Uh I mean as much as possible. <laughs> um yeah. Uh you know, obviously the fantasy stuff. And now I got I got two boys and we got father son leagues that we're in. And so I have to stay up. They know way more than than me. Um, now they know, they know all the stats, they know, you know, who's, who's dog water and who's, you know, who's playing next level and all that. Um, so I'm trying to keep up with them now, but it is, yes, it's the, the Sunday favorite. We look forward to it every Thursday night, Monday night. Yeah. It's a big deal. Our family.
3: There we go. Bo Reinhart is joining us. He's our celebrity NFL game picker for today. We're so appreciative, especially of getting up. I mean, I know you're a father, but you're still a musician. I feel like you have to keep late hours. It's like part of the job, but you're awesome for doing this. We mentioned, we'll get to the picks in a second, that you sort of, you have reinvented yourself as a solo act. Koi Roy, I mean, what does it feel like to go through this sort of professional transformation? It's got to be pretty freeing, right?
5: it is it is actually the 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 name i chose for my moniker i chose for uh the project is called koi roy um and it's it's from you know it's a uh paul simon song uh 50 ways to leave your lover um but then he says you know you don't need to be koi roy just get yourself free Mm -hmm. and so i kind of took that and ran with it um about just getting just the freedom um of getting to make whatever choices take however much time i need on on the stuff and and being a dad you know a family man coaching them in in football and basketball and all that um you know it, it allows me time to to have both i can i can be there as much as possible and then also uh follow my dream
3: you were in a band with your brother Bear reinhardt now you've got two sons would you want them to create a band together like you know what this is probably the the highs and the lows the good and the bad everything that goes with being in a family band would you want that for your kids
5: uh you know if, if they if it was something they, they desperately wanted i would say go for it um you know obviously working with family can be tough you know but they but the the highs are extreme highs mm-hmm. you know and and then you, there's a lot of lessons learned, and, and I wouldn't change you know a minute of it, uh, the, the like 19 or 20 years that I was with the band. Just incredible time, made some incredible music as well. So yeah, I would certainly support them if they wanted to to rock out together.
4: But what's the biggest crowd you ever played in front of Would Need to Breathe?
5: Ooh. Um, well, we played at uh, Cowboy Stadium. Oh. Uh, actually, yeah, I, I think that was probably the biggest one. Um, but yeah, we're on, on tour with, with the NFL queen now, uh, Taylor Swift. And so we got, we got our share of, uh, NFL stadiums. Oh, uh, I did not know that. Yeah.
4: Now, is she a real NFL fan? Did you have any idea this was coming?
5: Um, no, I have no, yeah, no, no clue. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense, I guess. Um, but yeah.
3: (laughs) What was the one thing that like you can tell America about Taylor Swift that they might not know?
5: Hmm. I mean I, I think it's it's easy to see uh, her passion for anything that she does, but that there's an intensity to that um, that the people you know may not know so much but she is she's an extremely hard worker and just very, very passionate.
3: But most of the people on the show think that the relationship might be
0: fake.
5: <laughs>
3: we're a little marketing we're not it, sure my
5: what?
3: it might be fake like just for the publicity uh, we're not sure you know we're how, not sure both we can believe in this love
5: yeah that's that's what my that's why i said it i think it makes sense <laughs> uh it could be you know who's to say if it's you know all for money or yeah you know, i don't know <laughs> i mean
4: people do things to sell albums you have music coming out soon bo
5: I do. I do. I've, I've kind of slowly leaked out some music. Um, I've got a, an album that that I'm hoping to get out uh, early next year. Um, and so there's, there's three or four more singles between now and then. Uh, and the next one comes out next month, uh, I think on the 16th of November. Um, so there's two songs out right now that people can check out. Um, but yeah, there's new music on the way.
4: Yeah, maybe an homage to the Browns if they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Roll-
5: All right,
3: listen, don't <laughs> yeah. get crazy. You know? I mean, the guy's trying to be an artist, not write, write songs about the Browns.
4: Okay, so Maggie and I are having the hardest time picking the games this week. We do picks every Friday in our last segment, and both of us were saying, "Oh man, these these spreads are really tough this week." Every week we do uh, five games, so let's get to our celebrity picks.
2: Maggie! All right. Celebrity
3: picks. But we went to the theme from lifestyles and the rich and famous, which we think is a particular banger from eighties TV shows. Yeah. Uh okay, Perloff sent you some games, yes. Okay.
4: Let's start with the Ravens at Titans in London. Uh Ravens uh, are four point favorites. What do you got?
5: I'm going Titans. Next question. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're in Nashville in, just in case anyone. I'm, that. I'm in Nashville. Uh, my friends go to school with some of the players' sons, and, and uh, so it's hard to, to go against it. But I also think that they they kind of got into a little bit of a stride uh, last week, and um, you know, I think I think they're they're going to turn it around. And also, I like Vrabel's mentality. Like, let's just show up and do business, you know. And I know that the Ravens kind of got in early this week. I spent, you know, a, I don't know. I think they're going to be tired of the food there. And-
4: <laughs> Good point, <laughs> Bo. Are you just saying this so drop off is more comfortable? Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I just because uh, yeah. Ryan Tannehill's kids go to the same school. All right, but that's actually yeah. a great reason. Yeah. All right. Uh, 49ers minus minus ten against your Browns. Let's see mm. if you can pick the Browns here. Then you are a true fan. <laughs>
5: Well, you know, yeah, this was, this is hard, this is hard. I think it's going to be uh, a low scoring game, um, but you know, they're, they're at, they're in Cleveland, right? Yes. Yeah. They're in
4: Cleveland.
6: Yeah.
5: Yeah. If it's a low scoring game and Dustin, Dustin Hopkins can kick about seven field goals, then <laughs> I think we got it. We got a shot, <laughs> uh, there you go. but uh, no, I think, I think uh, I think going to remain perfect.
4: Uh, so. Dustin Hopkins, also friends with Case, by the way. I don't know if you've gotten to hang out with yeah, him. Super yeah. Super cool yeah. dude. I met
5: yeah. him about 12 years ago when he was in Buffalo.
4: Isn't he the nicest guy? I think all kickers are nice. Yeah. So that's why. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is a, this is one of our favorite games of the weekend. The Vikings at Bears. Uh, the Bears get three points at home in this game. Well, who do you like? Mm. This is, this,
5: this is so tough. Um, Cause I feel like, I feel like, Kirk Cousins, I'm a big fan of him as well. But without Justin Jefferson, um, it's kind of like the rubber meets the road a little bit, and all this like trade talk and all this stuff. I like, I just like Kirk Cousins' mentality, his his leadership. Um, so I feel like they they can get it done. Um, but with the Bears at home, that's that's tough because um, they're they're hungry to get another win. They can make it. They can have a, a streak. Um, I guess. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm on the fence about this one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with the home team, the
3: Bears. Yeah. So this wait, this if, is a trick question. Yeah. There's no winners in this huh. game. Uh, this might be one of the worst games of the weekend, but <laughs> go ahead, up.
4: Kirk calls you and says, should I go to New York? What would you advise him? I know he loves Minnesota, but people here yeah, in New I'd York say, are wondering if he should come to the Jets.
5: I'd like to see it. Yeah, I mean, I'd I say follow your heart. I think you know the dude's he's going to be good wherever he goes. Um, and you know, for him to get a shot, uh, I'd love to see that.
4: Okay, Bengals minus three at home. See against Seahawks.
5: Yeah, I'm going. I got go to go. The Bengals. Um, my son's a, even though I'm a Browns fan, just for some, you know, frustrating reason, he's a Bengals <laughs> fan. Oh no! Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting story there, but uh, I, I ended up taking him to the Super Bowl because he was in that draft that we watched. They uh, they took Joe Burrow. Yep. He was a huge Joe Burrow fan. The following year, they take Jamar Chase, and he's like, "Dad, they're going to the Super Bowl." I said, "Son, no, they're not. You <laughs> gotta wait in line. The Browns go first, and then and then the Bengals would oh, be fine." So he said, "If they go, will you take me?" Uh, and I I looked at my wife. I was like. This Yes, if if the Bengals go to the Super Bowl this year, I'll take you. And they end up going. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh no. So Man. It cost a- me, me a fortune. Uh, <laughs> but I'm also, you know, kind of for that reason, I'm a Bengals fan <laughs> too. So I'm going Bengals.
3: It's funny because we're all, a lot of us uh, on the show are parents. So we know those kind of like things you say to your kids just to sort of like, you know, yeah. acquiesce like, yeah. Hey, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah. we'll take you. Yeah. And then there yeah, go there the Bengals. No way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and really Evan McPherson no go. is kicking 52 yarders to send you to <laughs> <the> Super Bowl <laughs> yeah. oh boy yeah and they were like
5: what one and six or something like that I don't know what they were at the start of uh that season but just yeah that but fair. it was it was a blast yeah
4: all right last game Patriots getting three at Vegas I'm
5: going uh I'm going I'm going with the Raiders um I, I just think that uh, I don't know. I feel like the the Mac Jones uh, Belichick era is is coming to an end. Um, I, I heard him uh, some commentary on him, or, or he was speaking and he was just talking a lot about having fun and <laughs> you know, cel- celebrating the wins and all that. And I don't feel like that's the Patriot way necessarily. <laughs> um, and and, so, and, and I, I know those situations too, where 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 you can't enjoy. The little victories or whatever and and i just feel like he's probably frustrated and doesn't gel well there i don't know but that's what i'm reading from the tea leaves and and i think that uh i think also you know with youtube opening up you know their their new show with, with the sphere and the sphere i feel like it's gonna be interesting to see if the raiders minds are like completely blown to rains <laughs> or if they're inspired so, um
4: that's a great reason a
5: oh yeah.
4: boy I just want to ask a uh, quick Nashville question. So when you go out in public, it's not a huge city. Do you see Derrick Henry and Jeffrey Simmons and Ryan Tannehill everywhere?
5: Yeah, yeah, they're around. I mean, I don't—I haven't read into those guys. Um, but, yes, in Carline, you know, we there's uh, Teddy Hill and, and Luke Stocker, who's the tight ends coach there. Um, uh, I don't think of his name But like Jared Allen is is there, Um, AJ, not AJ Hawk, um, yeah, AJ Hawk, his his kids go there. And so it's just, you know, a lot of those dudes are around. And if you ever go to like a lifetime gym, they're, you know, they're hanging out playing basketball and and all that. It's pretty wild.
4: And is there a music star in every coffee shop in Nashville? That's how I imagine it. I, I haven't spent a lot of time there, but it pretty much you run into somebody who's won a Grammy.
5: Yes. Yeah. It's very much like that. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's funny. And they're all in their, their cities, you know, they're street clothes and, uh, you guys yeah, just walk funny. by
4: each other and quietly fist bump.
3: Just Is that how it works? Lance, you know, yeah. Uh,
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran to, uh, one of the guys from ZZ top the other day at the, at, at, uh, like a FedEx. He was sending a package, but you know, he's got his whole get up. He can't hide at all. Um, I so, uh, I got a selfie with him. I was like, "What's up, dude?" And he was driving like a little, um, like a mini, one of those mini cars. It was awesome.
3: It's so funny. We don't think of like you know these rock star people doing normal things like going to FedEx.
4: Wait, the guy yeah, from ZZ yeah. Top was driving like a a
5: Euro Mini and not like a, like a Cadillac. No. That's yeah. that's not right. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it was him who got in there. <laughs>
3: Listen, Bo, you've been so great. Thank you for doing this. Bo Reinhardt, of course, you know him. He's a multi-platinum recording artist. He's a Grammy-nominated recording artist. He's got new music out right now. He's performing under the name Koi Roy, which we love. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lovers, like an all-time song. So that is so, so cool. Bo, you're the best. Thank you for doing this, and uh, good luck with your picks.
5: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
3: Thank you. That is Bo Reinhardt. Look him up. Koi Roy now with the new music. Wherever that you sounds find
5: your awesome. Music. And
4: I actually agree with all his picks.
3: You gave them the
1: toughest games of the weekend.
4: (laughs) There are no non-tough games. There's no non-tough game on this list.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries
0: You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
4: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Oh, just such a such a great day everything's coming up philly i was like the phillies advancing in the playoffs the eagles being undefeated maggie let's just dedicate all friday to philadelphia let's get an eagles legend on the show all right
3: well let's not get crazy here because he's also a legend from notre dame and that is bobby taylor who's good enough to join us right now the former all pro cornerback who's now partnering up with gen youth in the nfl flag in schools program where you can nominate. Um, your favorite coaches and PE teachers to get recognized for this special award. Bobby, it's Maggie and Perloff. You are really hitting the sweet spot here (laughs) with a lot of people on our show. Perloff is a diehard, everything Philadelphia. Our producer, Pat is a massive Notre Dame fan. So thank you for joining us.
7: Thank you all for having me.
3: Appreciate it. I mean, let's start with the Notre Dame side of things. So, I think it's hilarious. Your former coach, Lou Holtz, still out here getting in coaching beefs with Ryan day. He is not backing down. Was that the least surprising thing to you as someone who played for Lou Holtz?
7: You know what? No, not at all. I mean, (laughs) coach Holtz is very fiery. I mean, he's always been known for how he's able to go out and publicly speak and, so he made a public comment. I was <clears throat> slightly surprised with it, with his age, but, you know, <laughs> Coach, Coach Holtz is Coach Holtz, and, you know, he, he lets his feelings be known.
4: But, yeah, but Coach always did that thing where Notre Dame would be playing Akron or Youngstown State, and he would build them up like he was going against the number two team in the nation. <laughs> did the whole team do that, where you sort of said nice things about teams even that were inferior?
7: Absolutely. I mean, he would come in on Mondays and say, hey guys, this is how we wanna portray ourselves in the media. There may be some things that I say that are favorable about us. There may be some things that aren't favorable, but just know I have the ultimate confidence in you all. We need you to go out and have a great work week and put it all out there on the line on Saturdays. And so he was a great motivator and I would also say a manipulator as well.
3: But as long as you guys were buying it, right? I think that's funny. He kind of peeled back the curtain was like, this is exactly what I'm doing.
7: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure, um, you know, if Coach Freeman, you know, supported that 100%, especially, <laughs> you know, how things turned out against oh. Ohio State this year. <laughs> yeah,
3: I know. That one, a little bit of, of a backfire. But here's the thing, right? You have Marcus Freeman, who's in his second year. Now, this guy took over one of the most prestigious coaching positions in all of sports with basically no, with not not basically with no head coaching experience. So do you give him a little time to work into this Bobby, or are you disappointed a little bit with some of the mental errors, like having 10 men on the field at the end of the Ohio state game?
7: Well, absolutely. When, When you don't, when you don't have enough guys on the field, I mean, that's a major mistake, not only on the coaches, but just the leaders out there on the field as well but one of one of the things i would say is he got in he got out in front of it and he he shouldered the blame and i was proud of him of doing that but at the same time i think we also have to give him some grace as well just because of he is in one of the most um prestigious coaching positions not only in college but just in sports in general so there's a lot of pressure that comes with that and you know there's not necessarily a owner's user manual as far as how to sit in those positions and make some of the decisions that he has to make that are, that are always scrutinized, good, bad, or indifferent.
4: How do you approach this game? I think the rain is supposed to stop at Notre Dame. and it's be mid-50s. USC has this amazing passing attack, but their defense isn't great. If you're Notre Dame, even though you probably can move the ball in the air against USC, do you try and control it on the ground?
7: I think we have to make it as sloppy as possible. I mean, you know, Notre Dame sits in the Midwest. USC is that glamorous school sitting out there um, on on the West Coast, on the beach. It's it's always sunny out there. And you you just have to make it as sloppy as possible. Use your run game. Hopefully the guys up front on both sides of the ball can control it. But but more importantly, just limit our mistakes when it comes to self-inflicted penalties, jumping off sides and things of that nature. And I think if we can do that and definitely win the turnover battle, um, you know, we we should be able to get a victory on Saturday.
3: Bobby Taylor is joining us. Of course, he's the former All-American at Notre Dame and an All-Pro cornerback uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, most notably in that 10-year NFL career. He's joining us on behalf of NFL Flag in Schools. You can go to flag.genyouthnow.org to nominate your favorite coaches and phys ed teachers for the NFL Flag in Schools Coach of the Year Award. Bobby, who was your favorite coach of all time?
7: My favorite coach of all time probably has to go back to high school. would oh, probably there's two of them. Um, one his name is Oscar Wilson, who's actually still coaching right now in my high school, back at Longview High School in Longview, Texas. And then Coach Curtis Jones. I mean, they taught me so much, not just on the field, but off the field as well, growing up, you know, in a bad part of town where, you know, there were a lot of conflicts and things of that nature. And so they just taught me how to be able to help mo I mean navigate through some of those dangers that we faced on a daily basis, taught us how to win, taught us how to lose. They didn't pacify us, which, you know, a lot of those things I still carry with me to this day. So it's important to be able to, you know, honor coaches because coaches play a pivotal part, not only in schools, but in the communities as well.
4: What are you doing here, Bobby? What about Big Red? You were a Philly guy, my guy, Andy (laughs) Reid.
7: But but listen, that's not a slight on Big Red. Everybody knows you know, my infatuation and love for coach Reed. I mean, he played a special part in my life. You know, when he was able to win his first Super Bowl, I was, I was there. Um, you know, I, I, any chance, any chance I can get to stay in contact with them. I always try to give him a big hug. Um, he's a special person. Um, they're doing wonderfully right now. I mean, it was a, a little bit bittersweet last year seeing them beating my bird, <laughs> but, um, you know, what, what can I say about Coach Reed? He, he's a great guy on and off the field.
4: What is it with Coach Reed? Is it X's and O's that he has these offenses that are good every year? Or is it more of the personality things? where Players always talk about how he helps them be better players and better people.
7: You know what, I think it's a combination of both. You know, a guy like himself who's been able to achieve so much, he doesn't have a, an ego. And one of the things I think Coach Reed doesn't get enough credit about is just think about his coaching tree. When you think about the John Harbaugh's, you think about um, the Doug Peterson's, um, you know, the, both, both of the both of those guys were on our coaching staff and they've won Super Bowls themselves. And so he's been a guy that's not afraid to hire great coaches that he knows at some point will probably be head coaches one day, whether that's on the co- collegiate level or on the professional level. And I think when you have a, a, a man like that, and, and I want to put an emphasis on man, when you have a man, a great man like that, who is is not afraid to have other great individuals around them and knows at some point he's possibly gonna lose them because they're great as well. I mean, what more can you say about an individual?
3: Bobby Taylor is joining us again on behalf of the NFL Flag and School's coach of the year award, flag.genyouthnow.org to nominate your favorite coaches and phys ed teachers. I mean, Bobby, was was Jerry the toughest to cover, Jerry Rice, or was there another wide receiver that you found was more challenging in your NFL career?
7: You know what, I would probably, I mean, Jerry was definitely a, a tough cover, but, you know, with, with the 49ers not necessarily being in our division, we didn't face them that much. I would probably have to say a guy like Michael Irvin because, oh. you know, we had to face those guys twice a year. It was not only Mike, but he had Troy Eggman, he had Moose in the backfield blocking for Emmett Thomas. And, I mean, you just look at all of the Hall of Fame offensive linemen that came from that organization at that particular time. And then they also had a great defense as well. So I would have to take my hats off a guy like Michael Irvin, um, you know, even though I don't like the Cowboys still to this day.
4: Bobby, who's the guy you watch on Sundays now? You're like, oh, man, I don't, I would not want to cover him.
7: Man, Probably Tyreek Hill just because me being a bigger guy, being 6'3", 6'4", Tyreek is obviously under six feet, and you, you look how fast he is. Every week he um, comes up with the the fastest um, speed from running his routes yeah. during the game, and it's almost like a, it's a he's almost like a video game player out there in real life. So I would probably have to say a guy like Tyreek Hill would be probably one of my toughest covers.
3: Bobby, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. The All-Pro Corner, and of course, was the All-American at Notre Dame as well. Again, flag.genyouthnow.org. You can nominate your favorite coaches and physical education teachers for the Flag in Schools Coach of the Year Award. Very, very cool You're supporting coaches. Bobby, thank you so much. Best of luck to your Irish and also to your birds this weekend.
7: Go Irish, go Eagles, fly, <laughs> Eagles, fly. <laughs> thank yes.
3: you, Bobby. I know, I was like thinking about him like, we, we joke around that in Philadelphia wearing a Brian Dawkins jersey <laughs> is like formal wear. Like you can wear that to a black tie event. I think the Bobby Taylor jersey also would apply.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Eric Allen, that whole year. My, my favorite team of all time, Buddy Ryan Eagles. It, it ends there. But they're much like the Phillies, who I'm sure Andrew Bogus is about to talk about as well.
3: <laughs> Good morning, Bogus. You got some headlines for us?
4: Maggie, great to see
0: you. Uh, it feels <laughs> like Nathaniel Hackett could do this, too. The Broncos now 1-5 and five after trudging to a 19-8 loss in KC on Thursday Night Football. Sean Payton has your positive spin.
2: I was encouraged. I thought they played hard. We'll see this team in two weeks. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of what I, I told him afterwards. I said, you know, you can be disappointed, but don't get discouraged.
0: Real reassuring. What um, do you think is going to happen in two wow. weeks? Do you think this
3: is going to be better or worse?
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's great It's going it. to
3: be... I've, I, my money would be on worse. If anyway. you're
4: trying to cheer up your locker room after a loss to the Chiefs, you don't say, you know what, we get to see him in two weeks. <laughs> oh, okay, coach.
3: <laughs> and it's possible there'll be fewer of you on the roster. Yeah, some of you will deadline. see them in two weeks. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, now, maybe you think the Bronco D kept the Chiefs somewhat in check last night, or maybe you think KC struggled in the red zone for fun. One touchdown, two turnovers on five trips inside the 20. Here's Patrick Mahomes. I
6: think there's always a sense of urgency. I mean, I think you ask offensive guys in the locker room right now, no, they're going to say that we didn't play our best. Um, we could have done a lot of things better. Um, but like I said, we're lucky enough that the defense is playing so good, special teams are playing so good that we can still win football games. And they've won five in
0: a row since their opening night loss to the Lions. They have also won the last 16 meetings with Denver. We've had some receiver-on-receiver receiver crime this morning with Steve Smith versus Jerry Judy. Now... How about some QB receiver love? Josh Allen told us to stop diagnosing Stephon Diggs' sideline behavior from afar. Diggs said thank
7: you to his QB yesterday. Obviously, I'm thankful to have a quarterback that I have my back in every instance, especially considering uh, people don't know what's going on and on the sideline. They're not on the sideline.
4: That relationship is faker than Taylor Swift and Travis <laughs> and Kelsey. Wow. you. True. Get out of here. They're both real. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a heart, oh. man. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> really, yeah. Stephon Diggs is saying nice things about Josh Allen now. Let's see what's happening. If they're losing by a touchdown.
3: Listen, from what I understand, the reason why Stephon Diggs threw the tablet in disgust in Tottenham last week is because he ran the ra- wrong route.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I right. believe it.
3: Yeah. He's just,
4: <laughs> he's a happy camper. That's the
0: day. If
3: Donna Kelsey shows up, then we know we've <laughs> got a problem. Well,
0: They better be in a good mood. So night playing that giant defense, uh, if they are frustrated by that unit, then they're in real trouble, uh, in Buffalo, yeah. uh, Blooper, I'm not sure you guys noticed this, off the quiet this morning after his 104 win Braves won just one postseason game. Dro- for a job. Dropping game Aww. four last night, 3 1 on the road to end their season. Manager Brian Snitgers said their five day layoff before the series was not the issue. First baseman Matt Olson kind of agrees.
6: It's something that, you know, you don't have a choice in, so. Um, it's it's no excuse to to put that on the series
0: the NLCS begins Monday with the Diamondbacks coming east the NBA fined Dylan Brooks 25 grand for quote recklessly making contact with the groin of Indiana's Daniel Tice during Ooh. Tuesday night's preseason game. He's getting
6: uh, fined in preseason games? He got I ejected. thought he got shipped off to China. No.
4: <laughs> Reckless contact. Reckless. Reckless. Reckless contact. Wow, I got a ticket for that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, last night, Zion had four points and four boards in 23 minutes, and the Pels won 2087, 87 loss to those Rockets. Nikola Jokic had 17 points, six boards, four assists in 18 minutes, then watched the lesser Nuggets lose in double OT in Chicago 133-124. Messi came off the bench, did not score in Argentina's one-nothing win over Paraguay. They are now three-0 in World Cup qualifying. After Brazil and Venezuela played to a 1-1 draw, Neymar got hit in the head, leaving the field by a bag of popcorn. He had to be held back from going into the stands.
3: What?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to hit me, hit me with popcorn.
3: Uh, yeah, I think that's actually the the least of your worries.
0: Uh, on ice, Vegas 2-for-2 two two on the young season after a 4-1 win in San Jose. The Stars beat the Blues 2-1 in a shootout. And the Rangers, a 5-1 route in Buffalo. Chris Kreider scored on the power play and shorthanded. And Lexi Thompson's won over through 16 holes at the PGA event in Vegas. She'll finish the round at 1045 Eastern this morning. The lead's 9-under, so work to do to make the cut. Thompson is the first woman in five years to play on the men's tour the seventh total. Guys, back to you.
3: Andrew Bogish, thank you so much. Coming up, we've got our picks, Maggie and Perloff style, and the one football game you must be watching this weekend. We get to that in just moments. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Oh, boy, is this for fat? Pat Boyle? It's
4: Pat Boyle's <laughs> dating strategy.
3: <laughs> Pat Boyle's spirit animals, Genghis Khan. That should get you a lot of ladies.
6: Great song, Mike Snow. This is a great song. I love yeah. this song. This and he's got another one. Animal. Great song. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Pearl
6: Off, Big Mike Snow guy?
4: Yeah. I I know the lead singer producer a little bit. Yeah. B lives downtown. Great guy. Great band!
6: Wow, let's go!
4: Yeah, you just suddenly
3: starstruck. We found no, no, no. Him.
4: I, I know. Believe me, we're all starstruck. Like he's a friend of one of my friends, and uh, actually, I don't know. Him. I met him twice, and he was super nice. So, I big lifetime Mike Snow fan.
3: <laughs> there you go. Two <laughs>
4: eyes of Mike Snow, by the well, way. Well, that very confusing.
3: That uh, red lipstick on Pat Boyle. That he lost the bet. He thought Taylor Swift was going to show up to the Vikings Chiefs game. She did not. She was in the house last night, though, for Chiefs and Broncos. Uh, so Pat had to wear the Taylor Swift red lipstick, which is now morphed into the Joker red lipstick. So congrats. You're 10% creepier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm being well, nice.
6: Whatever doesn't kill you, Maggie, makes you
3: <laughs> stranger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a little yeah. too on the nose with those Joker things. That's
4: uh, totally terrifying yeah, I'm right now. I have
6: hardly, like, hitting those lines because I feel like I could do it really well, and it would, uh, I don't know, it would be not good. <laughs>
3: it's a little too early for that. Let's get to our Casamigo shot of the day. He shoots! Ah! And the shot of the Day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Uh today's show today I think is talking about uh Pat's proclivities on the dating scene, sure.
6: It's not like I'm just knocking up a bunch of people. It's more so the bank. <laughs> it's the bank situation and then I want to swoop in and take advantage of
3: Oh, you want to donate?
6: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
4: I don't oh. think you think you you're a good. You
3: think you're a good candidate for a sperm donation?
6: Why not?
4: Actually, I can't see why not. <laughs> just because that wearing mean, lipstick Maggie. doesn't mean his jeans are a mess <laughs> up.
6: doesn't get passed through the gene pool, Maggie.
3: Well, you know that you have to abstain from all kind of alcohol and drugs for like a, a long period of time before you give the donation. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> I knew you didn't do your homework yeah, on this.
6: Yeah, not happening. That
3: <laughs> That, we just blew through that in two seconds. All I said is you're not going to be able to drink or do drugs for a few, pro- I think it's a couple months before you do the sperm donation and Boy, I was like I'm out
4: Yeah I didn't think It was a good idea To start with Actually Pat Unless they pay you They do pay you You do get paid Like a
6: lot of money Oh really Okay, a lot If you go 12 times I'm pretty sure I read it. If you go it was like 12 times I think you can get Like 5 grand Or 10 grand This is
3: like If you go 12 times Like it's some kind Of like sub club Or something Like clicking yeah. A <laughs> card for you It's like <laughs> Thank you You come back Five more times You get a free sandwich
4: It's not like <laughs> right. yeah. It's not like Giving blood Where they don't Pay you at all They what don't I thought off. they
3: do Pay you for giving blood No.
4: I thought you donated your blood. I haven't done it.
3: I don't My know. friend I, does. I'm no, afraid no. I, of you know, They don't
4: pay. Oh, actually, yeah. Like, drug addicts, like, do that.
3: <laughs> Which is probably the last people you want donating blood. Yeah. Who knows what's in that blood? Let's, um, let's get to our pal Big Dave's in Kentucky. Dave, good morning. Hi,
2: guys. How you doing?
3: Oh, we're doing great. How's your week going?
2: Oh, it's great. Listen. No no sports fan in in the history of sports has had a worse seven days than I have. The only way my the only way my last seven days could have been any worse Mm. would have been if my LA Dodgers would have had Jared Jones come out and declare (laughs) that Clayton Kershaw was the answer to the future of championships for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers get bounced, Dave Johnson's gotta go, by the way. Yes, you heard it here first.
3: Yeah. He's gotta go. I mean, my Dave, foot, this is bad for you. I'm sorry, dude.
2: My football Wildcats get embarrassed by Georgia, and then the Cowboys crap the bed on Sunday night. I mean, what's what, what's left? I mean, what's left.
3: I I am trying. Kentucky basketball, right around the corner, Dave. You got the season. The bas- The Wildcats are coming.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to.
4: Dave, don't forget that the Philadelphia Eagles, it. your arch nemesis, are undefeated. Let's add oh, that. Oh,
3: Perloff, there. don't <laughs> not to the warden. Hey.
2: Yeah, what's, what's the odds that uh, – the only reason that – w- I wouldn't have been totally surprised if Jarrett went, went ahead and extended Dak's contract the next day. But I got to think, <laughs> no, let's wait till he plays the Eagles and throws five interceptions and then come out the next day and extend his contract.
3: It's going to be great. Listen, Dave, it's only $50 million a year. You know, that's just the going rate for QBs this, these days. Thank you for the call, Dave, and have a great weekend. I'm sure things will turn around. Maybe not against the Chargers, but maybe.
4: I, by the way, I just jinxed the Eagles. I feel bad. If they lose to the Jets, um, Dave should call in Monday and make fun of me. We're
3: they all, won't. They won't. Trust we're, me. We're all going to make fun of you if they lose to the Jets. Let's get to our NFL picks, please.
1: Maggie and Perloff's NFL picks.
3: That's actual live footage. That's just how me and Perloff talked talked to each other. Uh, what are records, please, Pat?
6: Yeah. So Maggie, you went two and one last week. You are at seven and eight on the season. You hit the Steelers plus four and a half, which was an outright winner. You hit Tyree Kill over six and a half catches. He had eight, and you lost on the Jets and the Broncos under, mostly because the Broncos defense can't stop uh, a nosebleed. Yep. Perloff, you are nine and six on the year. Another two and one week for you. You lost on the Patriots minus one. Uh, You lost that spread by about 35 points. Yeah, but it just
4: counts as one loss, (laughs) Pat.
6: Exactly. You hit the Bengals and the Cardinals over 44. You hit that pretty easily. And then Kirk Cousins over one and a half touchdowns. He had two of them. So two and one.
4: There we go.
3: Okay. So Maggie and Perloff, the way we do these picks is one over under one against the spread. One player prop. Perloff, you're on fires. Why don't you go first?
4: Oh boy. This is, this is a really hard week. Can we agree on that? Tough. Uh, I am going to ride Joe Burrow, a healthy Joe Burrow. It's in Cincinnati. They're laying three against the Seahawks. Honestly, I think that Cincinnati's turnaround has begun. You know how they start slow and then they get it going? I think it's a getting going process and they beat Seattle.
3: Okay, you and I are going head-to-head on this one because I'm taking the Seahawks plus the three. This doesn't happen a lot, but I do think that this was a little bit overreaction to last week. Where the Bengals beat, like, the Arizona Cardinals. We love them because they're a little spry. But this is going to be a much bigger test on the road. Give me Seahawks in the three points. You and I going head-to-head.
4: That is exciting. I know. There we go. Oh, man. Okay. some juice. Uh, My total here. This one, I think I'm going to lose this game, but I'm still going this way. Okay. The Niners and Browns, possible weather in Cleveland. The total's at 36 and a half. Don't you? 36 and a half. 36 and a half. are you just curious if they, these two teams could get 37 points on the board? The most explosive team in the league, the Niners. I, I just worry the score is going to be 36 to nothing, and I'm going to lose this bet. But I'm going on the over. 49ers, Browns, P.J. Walker, former Temple star. Time to show out. I feel really good about this one.
3: Okay, my over-under. This is tough, I found. Um, I'm going to the Lions and the Buccaneers, and I'm going to go under 42. I'm curious, we talked before about Jared Goff on the road. Is it gonna look a little bit different? You got the Bucks coming off of the bye, and I think that Bucks defense is actually legit. I know Baker's getting a lot of the headlines, but a lot of still a lot of talent on that team. So give me Lions Bucks under 42.
4: Okay. The prop. I have a weird one. And I have to admit, I've been reading about this prop a lot. I'm not the first person to jump on this guy. We have a quarterback change in Indianapolis. You know some quarterbacks like receivers more than others. Feels like Gardner Minshew and rookie Josh Downs have a natural connection. His total is three and a half catches. Josh Downs will be targeted all game long against the Jags. Over on Josh Downs receptions, of course.
3: It's like we have the same brain. No! I'm not doing that prop, but I did look at that game, and I'm going Gardner Minshew under 230 and a half passing yards because I think that that number is huge. It's a huge number. Thank you. And also, I think, listen, maybe it's I'm reacting a little to last week when I saw the Jacksonville Jaguars defense really um, take it to my bills. So I think they're going to be able to have some success here against Minshew in the passing game under 230 and a half yards.
4: The only question is, was that just a result of being in London? I I always wonder that. This London game is throwing us all off. This is a wild week. Also,
3: the Colts never win in Jacksonville. Isn't that, that's like the yes. big thing with the Colts. They the never could win The Jacksonville has won there.
6: eight in a row in Duval.
3: Yeah, exactly. So
6: also, real quick, Josh Downs over three and a half receptions. Yeah.
3: Just making sure. Oh, yeah. The ledger. Yeah. Okay, so let's recap here. I'm going to take the Seahawks plus three against Cincinnati. I got Lions, Bucks under 42 for the total, and Minshew under 230 and a half passing yards against those Jags.
4: I'm going right against Maggie. I got the Bengals at home against Seahawks. I got the Niners-Browns over 36 and a half. And I got my man, Josh Downs, over three and a half receptions.
3: And those are the Maggie and Proloff picks for week six. Yeah, thumbs up. Uh, special, special thank yous this week. We had a lot of cool people had their hands on the show this week, and they did a fantastic job finishing out Pat Boyle wearing the red lipstick. Thank you for being a trooper, being a good sport. Pete Pilati, Andrew Kaplan, Andrew Bogish, the Widows, the coffee drinkers, now the new Twitch audience, the callers. Wow, we're lucky people. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.